Blog Talk Radio. You're live coop with the Christian Comedy Chicks. I'm just I'm Laura May Foray. Yay! We're back! We did it! We did it! Oh. I missed you too. So I posted on our Facebook page. I got kind of lax, kind of really, really lax about that. And so I said, "Ah, so our last show was da da da. Never mind. Our next show is in like an hour. Come tune in. So if anybody calls in, maybe it's on purpose because I actually posted that to our Facebook and I said, "Hey, you guys should, um, you know, call into the show just because we're going to be on." Um, so. Sometimes, remember we had that really random weirdo stalker caller one time, so hopefully it won't be another one of those. Good time. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> You'll also go back to the hundreds of episodes, guys, if you want to see which one that was. I don't even remember, but it was great fun. I don't even remember. <laughs> we have to rename it our only stalker. Ah, <laughs> oh, so funny. Well, how have you been? Really good, really good. I was just so happy to um, to do this and to get that message on Facebook and, you know, hi, I'm with names. But a sweet, sweet, sweet woman messages on Facebook, and I just melt our heart, guys. It melts our little tiny chicken hearts, and I just love it. I love the excuse to talk to you. It is the like, greatest blessing ever because, oh, fellowship, man, totally underrated. And so needed. And if you ever need fellowship and you're listening and you think, I want a friend like that, well, guess what? Bam, you got two. Because we're like that. Yes. Everybody comes in the tribe. Yeah. And except yes, for the stalker. Yes, yes. Maybe not him. Maybe yeah, he probably get we vetted. Have to, we have to assume it had to be a guy because girls just don't do that to other girls. Well, some do, but we're just going to assume it was a guy. <laughs> you know, there was a thing called single white female, and um, it was uh, about this girl who had an apartment and another girl just thought she was so cool so she got uh, to be her roommate and then started dressing like her then she got the same haircut as her and yeah, yeah it was just crazy oh. I mean so I tell people all the time I'm like look if I like somebody I'm like oh my gosh you just want to be single Mexican female to you but it kind of gets lost a lot the joke just <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a compliment oh. I don't want to be just like you there was a movie oh, never mind well, you know what we get to do, which I love to do every time before show, is to pray. And if you could pray for us, I would love that. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you that you are never late, that you are always on time. And I want to thank you that you choose to use imperfect people. Um, <laughs> as Jessica is notorious for saying, uh, you have to, because that's all you have to choose from. <laughs> so I thank you um, that you would choose us and use us. Mm. And I also thank you that even though there have been some lapses, um, just life has happened. We haven't been able to do shows every single week like we used to. You come in and you use people. Not only do you use us to encourage someone, but then you use that same someone to then come back and encourage us to keep going. And it's always perfect timing it's always right when we we knew we ought to be doing it and there's just that last little thing that would push us to get us back on the phone and get us back uh in the studio back in the coop and i just want to thank you for this body i want to thank you for this sisterhood that we have i want to thank you for the ladies all literally all over the world that you've used this show to encourage um, and it's just being us hmm. being us and knowing that you're our father. And I thank you that once again you have done that. Um, thank you for the sweet gal who wrote in 
uh, just a couple of days ago and encouraged us. She said, hey, do you have any more new shows? And I said, no, we have lots of old ones to go back and listen, and we'll get back on. And, and I want you to know that it was your message that is prompting this show today and how very, very valuable you are and that God sees you and that he knows you and he loves you. And we, we here at the Christian Comedy Chicks are so, so thankful for your life and that God connected you to us and brought you into the coop. So we just thank you. And God, we ask that anyone who's listening to this show called Loveless, that if anyone is feeling an ache in their soul to feel love from some other human being, that we would be able to encourage them from a place of having been there, uh, that you are the only source of perfect love. And if we could use mm-hmm. the aches and the pains that we've been through to encourage another sister who is thirsty, uh, God, we owe mm-hmm. all the glory to you. Thank you for bringing us all together here in this teeny little coop called the Christian Comedy Chicks. We love you, Lord, mm-hmm. and we dedicate this show to you. Amen. Amen. Oh, I missed that. I missed it. You know what? I know you missed it too. I'm going to go back and listen to the show. I'm going to rewind it because I just love how God speaks through you and it's in your humbleness and your realness that you just share your heart. And that's another thing too with prayer. I just, I love if God knows every thought, every, every thought in your head and he loves you so much. He just loves you. There's nothing that you're thinking that he would make him not love you. There's nothing that you are doing that would make him not love you. You know, Billy Graham said, you know, God loves you just where you are, um, but he loves you too much to keep you that way. Um, but I yes. love the first part. There, there's no, like, you know, only it, – it's God loves you right where you are. You know I mean? Start right there. Start right there. Mm-hmm. There's no conditions or strings. Um, when I sent you the message or the link for the show, we named it Loveless, and Laura and you know texts back, and she says, you know, gosh, Thirsty Girls, what a good devotional. So I was like, oh, that's a good one. Patent pending Thirsty <laughs> Girls. So I changed the name of the show. The thirsty girls. Did you really? That's exactly. Yeah. It is perfect. It's so beautiful. I mean, it's. I just love that idea of, you know, that thirst. You know, that suffering. You know, and if you are suffering, if you're listening right now, you're suffering. You're in good company. I'll tell you right now, you are in good company. Yes. As Laura and I will tell you over and over, we are not on top of the mountain or at some kind of finish line, telling you, you know, what it is. We're in the race. We are in the suffer, and we're with you. And that's how we know that God's love is real, which is a phenomenal, um, gosh, I don't even deserve this gift, but it is free and it is for you. And, you know, Thirsty Girls is great. I got to really kind of listen to um, this great message about the woman at the well. And it was such a great story for me. You know, I just love the idea of the Samaritan woman. And you know what, let me, you tell the story of the woman in the well, because I feel like you have sort of more biblical background. Mine is a, you know, I'm trying to catch on. Oh. Of it. But, you know, you tell the story of the woman of the well, and then I'll, I'll kind of relate it to where I was going to go with Thirsty Girls. Okay. So um, just a little plug for what is currently, like, my all-time ridiculous – you know that I don't watch television. I just don't. And you know that I really struggle to watch a whole lot of movies. I love making them. I don't really watch them. There is a brand new – well, it's not so much brand new anymore, but um, it's a show called The Chosen, and it goes back into Bible times, and it is the most real, most tangible, most authentic Jesus I have ever witnessed in my entire life. And the disciples are so human, and they're funny, and they're stupid, and they're silly, and they're they're grieving, and they're they're everything human. And it makes the characters in my Bible leap off of the page because now, like, I feel like I can see them. I feel like I actually know who Peter was. I feel like I know who – Jesus incarnate was. 
And anyway, so that said, there is an episode you can get Wait, a where, free app. Where can I see where where can I see the chosen? App? Yeah, yeah. So you can download an app. It's free in the app store. It's just called the chosen. And you can stream right from your phone. Like this has never been done before. It is unprecedented. It is because it's being made available on the app and it's not going like through a streaming service, which actually it is on PureFlix. So if you have a PureFlix account already, cool, you can check it out there. But it's not just on PureFlix. You can download the app and immediately be watching these episodes. And people from Iran, people from Turkey, people from China. So when this big coronavirus thing is going on in China, there was – uh, so maybe I belong to the fan club. Okay, guys, I, listen, I love The Chosen desperately. When I love, I love deep. I love The Chosen. So I'm in the fan club, and uh, just recently a lady said, hey, we're on lockdown over here in China. And you know what? My I can speak English better than the rest of my family, but my husband, my children, all of us, we, we have the app, and we cast it to the TV, and we're here watching The Chosen. My children cannot even understand because it's in English, but they can't get enough. They're so hungry, right? They're thirsty to know more, and every time an episode ends, even though they can't understand a word, they just can see the love of Jesus coming out through the characters, and they're like, next mommy episode, can we watch another episode? Can we watch another one? So the first full season is out. It's uh, eight episodes, wow. and in episode eight, um, and it's so funny that you are talking about the woman at the well, um, so timely, because in episode eight, it is the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He's just now taking his disciples out, and you know, and before he's kind of kept his, he's kind of kept his identity of deity under wraps. Um, and, you know, and his mom has had him to the wedding where he turned the water into wine, and he's been doing healing, but he hasn't. So much publicly gone out and said, I am the Messiah, not to the extent that he would begin to. And so episode number eight in The Chosen, if you totally want to skip through, go ahead, skip all the first seven episodes, but make sure you go back and watch them. If you want to see the woman at the well and what Jesus can do for you, go back and watch episode eight. So Jesus says, hey, guys, this is where we're going to go, but first we're going to go through Samaria. And his disciples are like, okay, we're going through there. Listen, in the Bible times, it's the ghetto, okay? This is like the ghetto of the ghetto because this is where those mixed people, like they were half Jew and half not, so they were considered dirty, and they were considered low class, and they were considered not like subpar human. They were just the dogs. They were the mutts at the shelter, um, and that is not exaggerating. The Jews did not associate with the Samaritans because they were not thoroughbred Jews. They were they were tainted. Um, their their bloodlines were corrupted, and that's how the Jews saw them. So when Jesus goes, "Hey, so I'm going to start my ministry, but um, and we're going to go here, but first we're going to go through Samaria," the disciples are like, "Whoa, Jesus." Um, Samaria? Like, you know what's in Samaria, right? Like, they, the Jews literally called them dogs. And so he goes, well, yeah, we're going to go. And so Jesus, in the chosen, he's like, so guys, we can, we can like skip, you know, two days journey or whatever. I don't know my, my map facts exactly, but he's like, no, it's way shorter. And the disciples are like, eh, listen, we're cool for going around. <laughs> like, you know, that's just the way we always go. We, it, we expect it'll take that long. It's okay. And Jesus is like, no, we're going to go through Samaria. So he goes to this well, one of Jacob's wells back from old Testament. And, you know, so this woman is there in the heat of the day and um, she's there because she's, prostitute herself out she's had multiple husbands she's a an outcast even among the outcasts so here she is living in the city of dogs and she is not only a samaritan she is rejected within the samaritan community so when you talk about jesus going to meet someone you're talking about somebody that even the dogs 
turned their noses up at. Like even you couldn't find anyone in society who had anything kind to say of this woman. Or So she would go in the heat of the day. Normally women would go draw water from the well in the morning when you know it was cool or in the evenings when it was cool, never in the heat of the day. So here she is alone because she knows no one else will be there. And Jesus says, you know, could you give me a drink? And she's like, uh, <laughs> you're a Jew asking me for a drink? And so he's like, well, yeah. And she says, you, you can't possibly know, like, there's something not right here. Like, you're speaking to me. You shouldn't even be speaking to me. And she's not afraid of men. I mean, she's been married multiple times and um, has a pretty colorful past. And so as Jesus continues to talk to her, he's like, you know, I, I have a water that if you drank of this water, you'd never be thirsty again. And she's like, hey, uh, can you tell me about that stuff? Because, listen, it gets kind of old coming here to the well in the heat of the day. Um, so if you got something for me where I don't have to come draw water anymore, tell me about it. Like, I want that. And so then he he goes into explaining. He's like, well, you know, you know, there's a Messiah coming. He's, well, yeah, 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 of course I know that. You know, Because even the Samaritans, they're half Jew. They know the history. They know there's a Messiah coming. And so in this moment, Jesus reveals to her the, the water that he's speaking of is him, that he is a long-awaited Messiah. And, of course, she's like, eh, you know, here these Jews, half-Jews, you know, non-Jews have been waiting hundreds of years for this promised Messiah, this prophecy to come true. And so, obviously, you know, it'd be like if somebody nowadays was like, well, Jesus came back. What? Wait, what? 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 <laughs> Jesus even wait for it. He came What? He's here? So it's kind of that same thing, and she's like, yeah, I don't know. And he says, um, well, why don't you go call your husband? And immediately she stops. And she looks down, and she says, I don't have a husband. He goes, no, you're right. And the one that you're living with right now, the man that you're living with right now isn't your husband. And you've had five husbands before him, and da 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 and all of a sudden her eyes open, and she says, truly, you must be the Messiah because here he's never met this woman, and he's talking with her, and yet he knows her past. He knows that she's the lowest of the lowest of society, and he has come to her and revealed himself to her as Messiah. And so overjoyed, she leaps, and I love how it's portrayed in The Chosen, Episode 8, because you see – Instead of shame and horror coming over her face, when she realizes that this God, this Messiah, has just told her everything he's ever done, she realized only God himself could know those things, and that God himself is looking me in the face and loving me. And so she leaps in joy, and she runs to the city, and she goes, come, meet a man that told me anyone, anything I ever did wrong. Come meet him. Is this not the Messiah we've been waiting for? And so then, of course, the town is like, wait, what? Not a common reaction, right? Like, come meet this magician who told me all my sins. Um, but she then, they convince him to come in, and he stays in Samaria for two days. And he's teaching the people there. And at first they said, well, we wanted to hear him because of what you said. But now, you know, you know, now why we're going to believe in him is because we believe what he has said to us. And so Jesus, in his perfect love, went to Samaria to those who no one else loved, to the no, no one else wanted. People would travel days to get around their city without having to go through. And Jesus went there and spent two days with them, loving on them, teaching them, revealing himself as the Messiah to them, um, giving them the water um, that they would never need to drink from again. And um, so anyway, that's a lot more colorful and a lot more detailed than you ever wanted. But I'm just telling you, if you go watch it in The Chosen, it absolutely brings this Bible story 
completely and fully to life in a way that it is so burned in your mind and your heart. I'll never forget her response. Um, the actress who plays her did a phenomenal job. And I now hear that story so differently. So I'm like, no, that the joy that welled in her heart when she realized that she was loved by the King of Kings. She was loved by the Messiah. She was loved by the Creator God, no matter what she had done. He loved her and he sought her out. It changed everything. Huh. Mm. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, I mean, I, that's why I have to tell you, you are so colorful in describing stuff and it's it's beautiful and you know I love how Jesus rolls too I mean literally when I first heard that story I was like girl man man that's me I'm feeling so bad but here's the I'm gonna tell you a big secret I'm gonna let everyone in on a really big secret we are all Samaritans we are all Samaritans I believe in my heart that Jesus this story is so impactful you know not to focus on oh this you know, this harlotin. Hey, newsflash. We are all Samaritans. We are all, you know, short of the grace. We are all, even back in the day, people walking around. I mean, there was no you're better than me, me better than you. And I, I really feel like Jesus was just trying to bring it home. Like, number one, you're not no one's above me, number one. So, number two, this is the only place that you can come when you're thirsty. This is the only place where you can come for that pure love that you're looking for. And as women, this is really important. It's not important to focus on, I don't think, even the number of husbands, but the fact that she shot her arrow of love requests into so many different arenas. And I'm guilty of it. I'm going to speak in a first-person perspective so it never comes across like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to tell you what I do and what I have done and what I'm having God work in me to help me with. As a fellow Samaritan woman at the well, I've come so many times thirsty because the bottom line is I've tried to put my bucket down wells that don't provide the love, you know, in my, and specifically yeah. like in my marriage. In my marriage, I have expected you know, multiple times of my husband to provide that Jesus-like unconditional love. I'll tell you right now, he wasn't made for it. Now, this is a hard pill to swallow for me because, you know, it's hard. For, I want everything to be great in my marriage. Like, I want love to pour through my husband and stuff. And then, okay, yeah, praise God. And God's like, no, 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 girl, you're dipping in the wrong well. You are, that's why your lips are so dry from thirst. You know, and it's not yeah. because my husband doesn't love me or I don't love him. We do. And, and I'll tell you right now, if you are struggling in a marriage, you message us and we will pray for you because God's mm-hmm. grace is it's so good. There is nothing damaged. There is, there is, there's no point of no return when you ask God to come in. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. So keep hope. And I'll tell you that Laura and I, we're talking to you in the race, like I said. We're not talking to you for some, from yeah. some finish line. From, we have got like the one, one on. mile mark. For real, for real. We have like you know, stop at the you know little drink carrier to get drinks on the race. But this this message of of Jesus saying, "Girl, come on, I've got your love. I have your endless source of love. You want to feel beautiful? You come to me, and I will remind you how God created you. You want to feel loved? Get into my scripture, and I will pour love through your heart." You want a stronger spirit and more confidence? You come to me and you pray for it because there are times I don't feel confident. I don't. I feel unconfident in myself. And then I project that on my husband. That it's his responsibility to build up my confidence. Now, I'm not going to say that men are not at fault. God love them. God love them. Love them. But this is the thing, too, and this is a reminder that I have to give myself is that God didn't, I'm not just God's daughter. 
but that's God's son. That's the son of the Lord. And, you know, I heard this somewhere, too, that when we get to heaven, that God's going to give us a white rock with our real name on it. Like, he is anointed just his people. You know, he, he loves us all so much. You know, we are all Samaritans, but he has come to us all to say, hey, listen, you hot mess. My water is for you. I sent my son to die so you will never have to feel insecure, so you will never have to feel unloved or unworthy because you are so worthy. You are so worthy. And, you know, and there are some times in your life, well, you know, and I can't speak for every relationship because I don't know if somebody's listening what you're going, what you're going through. But I can tell you that God will instill into you the confidence to know that you are worthy, you are God's daughter, you are worthy of respect. But he will also remind you that, you know what, girl, watch the well you're dipping into. Because that one, I haven't filled that one yet. Or that one doesn't want to be filled yet. So, you know, my mm-hmm. husband and I sometimes forget in different seasons. And that's totally normal. There are times where I'll be closer, I'll be on fire, my spirit will be set up. And it will be like, no problem. But there are times when my well is empty. And so if he were to come to me and needing stuff, girl, I got, I got nothing in this well for you. And vice versa. And so in those cases when your spouse's well is dry, ask God to fill it. Father, lead them to you. You know, show them. Show them where your well is. Fill my well up. If you're listening to this and your well is empty, Father, fill that well with your eternal love and your promise. This life is a blip. A blip. You're going to blink. And we're going to be before the Father. And it's going to be an eternity of amazingness. I mean, this isn't bad news. This is amazing news. It's amazing news. And God is going to look at you and he's going to say, I love you so much. You did an amazing job. Well done, my faithful servant. It's not going to be like, oh, no, no, listen, Samaritan. There was number three or that was that lustful thought you had or there was this time you hated somebody. No, No, Jesus died. He stepped up. You are covered in his blood. It's paid. It's done. So here on earth, Mm -hmm. like I said, if you're suffering, you're in good company. If you're suffering, you are in good company. Jesus suffered. We are suffering. Laura and I are suffering. Hallelujah. And, but there's also mm. joy in the suffering. I promise you that. I promise you But I promise you that there's joy in the suffering. And that's when you ask, tell God. You tell him. He, like I said, he knows every thought, everything you're thinking, everything. You know, and, and, and with marriage, like I said, it's, I want to encourage you right now. Like I said, don't know your situation. Um, if you'd love to message our situation, we would love to pray specifically for you. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I want to make sure you're filled. I want to make sure, Laura, you know, you want to make sure I'm filled. And, you know, sometimes we call each other and we're empty, you know, and we're like, man. And then when you're empty, sometimes somebody trying to come and tap your well, it's like worse, you know what I mean? But that's why Jesus, yeah. I know that's why he, the story was so prevalent, is that, listen, he came specifically for you. You're not doing anything mm-hmm. that's keeping him from loving you. He loves so much. And that was why. And so, like I said, I, I don't think it was to even focus on, all of her sin, and there was a ton of it, because we, we all got it, but it was just the point mm-hmm. that Jesus was like, you know what, there was no one that is not worthy of me. You should not have to thirst, because I have given my life for you, and that is for abundance of joy through suffering. It is a sweet gig, and God does answer. Trust him. Tr- take that free fall and trust him. Take that drink and say, Father, I trust you. Jesus, come into my life. I trust you. And I promise you, when I'll let you fall, Laura could give you a billion examples of her flying off a cliff and doing a crazy trust fall, double gainer, <laughs> and God always catches her. And she's doing an amazing one right now, which is a really cool thing with the house. It is. That's it's another. It's a huge one. Now this is like a hundred foot cliff dive trust fall. And girl, you just keep going. <laughs> yeah. You just keep doing your twists and backflips and turns. You and do your 
arms out where you're like, you know what I mean? And do some tricks <laughs> because you know that God has never, ever let you hit splat. I mean, he just hasn't, you know. Right. I just love that you do that. I just um, love that story because, girl, I'm the Samaritan woman all day that Jesus loves me. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful. Yes. Well, and his love, like you were saying, his love is perfect. And so we take that perfect love. And it's so funny because we we neglect the only one who can give it to us. And then we expect from everyone who can't to be able to give us that perfect love. Like we we take that bucket. It's like four – for Jesus water only, right? And then we're like, oh, can my husband fill it up? Can my pastor fill it up? Can my, maybe my dad can fill it up? Maybe my, my, my children, you know, can fill it up. And so we take that Jesus bucket and we bring it everywhere else where he can't, he, he is waiting for us to bring it to him so he can fill it up. So the only, isn't that like us? We're so silly. We are such ridiculous people sometimes. Always, <laughs> pretty much always. Always. We're going to take that bucket. That only he can fill, and we're going to hold it in front of everybody else and be like, why aren't you validating me? Why don't you value me? Why aren't you noticing me? Why aren't you showing me love? Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure that Jesus looks down and goes, "That's hey, you know you're hanging on to my bucket. If you would just come to me, I can fill that right up for you. And then we don't. We We expect that other people will fill those voids for us. And I love that every time I call you, it doesn't matter who I'm upset with. Y'all, this is this is why you need friends. This is why you need coop friends, okay, like us, because mm-hmm. we do it to each other. If I call Jessica and I'm like, and I, I'm possibly spitting nails in righteous indignation because something is just not going my way, and I'm feeling really, I'm just going to say, self-righteously hurt, um, and she will go, Laura, First, let's pray for that person. I'm like, yeah, that's always her first answer. But I love it because then it softens me and I go, eh, okay, you're right. And then if I, if she's talking to me, I'm like, okay, let's pray for that person. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I love that we do that for each other and we go, hey, yeah. consider the source. You're looking for perfect love from an imperfect person and you're expecting something from them they cannot give. As soon as you release them from that and go, I no longer expect something from you that you cannot give me, and then you turn and you get it from the one who can give it to you, God fills you with all kinds of forgiveness and all kinds of grace and all kinds of mercy for you then to turn around and pour that all over the other person. But he's the only one that can put that stuff in the bucket. He is the source of grace. He is the source of mercy. He is the source of forgiveness. And we're not going to find he it in our own flesh because our flesh is ugly. Well, I'll tell you right now, like, and I'm just going to be ugly real right now. But there are times where my husband and I have argued, and I'm like, that's it. I tell myself, I don't care if he comes back with a thousand stories and tears. I have to get up and tell him. And <laughs> I mean, that's real. <laughs> and then I go to God and I tell him, because God already knows I'm feeling. I don't have to lie or set it up like, Heavenly Father, no, Lord, I am upset. This isn't right. Da, 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 da. And you know what God tells me? I'll tell you exactly what he tells me. He says, girl, I know your hurt is real. First of all, he validates your hurt is real, but it can be healed. It can be healed by grace. And that is mm-hmm. a real thing where you think, now I'm going to forgive one more time. You give it to the Lord and say, Father, Give me your grace and give me wisdom because, you know, we talk about you don't want to project expectation of God's, you know, glory into somebody else or God's love to somebody else. In a marriage, though, 
you will to help with you with, to give you wisdom. You know, and again, I'll just speak real first person. I don't know any other way to do it. We were Mike and I were having problems. I gave it to the Lord. I said, Father, I can't. This is really tough. I'm tired. I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. And then my husband was very sweet. You know, came back and he said, I'm sorry. And in that moment where you think you you can, you could pull out the sword if you want, ladies. You could be like, stop. <laughs> but if you have prayed beforehand, God will flood through grace through you. And if it's difficult for you to think, well, why should I do that? Because Jesus did it for us. When it's hard for mm-hmm. me to forgive and give grace, I constantly remind myself what Jesus did for me. I was not worthy of it. I don't deserve it every day, every second. I mess it up, and he still gives it to me. How, when I step before mm-hmm. the Father, could I say, thank you for all that grace you gave, but I didn't want to give it because he didn't deserve it. I wanted to make him suffer. Suffering is over, right. and it's over, and it can be squashed through grace. And he can come in, and I'm telling you like a flood, and heal. And through wisdom, allow you ways to work as a couple together. Get a devotional together. Get a CD together. Get a workbook together. Go look into a church because a lot of times they have free marriage classes. Go talk to a pastor, a worship leader together. Go ask, how can we pray together? How can we communicate better? Get yourself some tools. God doesn't want you to well, be in a and suffering situation. Go ahead. And I'm going to say, too, that sometimes we suffer because we desire to do those things as a couple, and we don't have a spouse who's willing to. So mm. in my situation, um, I, I'm i not ever um, real eager to go, hey, Wayne, do you want to do this with me here? Do you, it just – it doesn't come naturally for him. It's really a struggle, and I it was a battle that I fought for a long time. You're like, I wish we could pray together. I wish we would read our Bibles together. I wish we'd do devotions together. We need counseling together. Da, 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 da. And it was always no, and I took it personal. I'm like, if you cared, you would do this, and he did care. He just was so uncomfortable with the thought of those things, with, with praying out loud, with with reading, with, you know, trying to sound smart and be a leader and, you know, all these things. He, I had to put to rest that he may not do it with me. And I, like the grace, that grace fountain you're talking about, I had to go ahead Mm -hmm. and let God's grace fountain pour through me because I wanted so badly to do it together. What I have Mm -hmm. found is that we, we do it on our own. If they will not do it with you, don't sit don't sit over there with them yes. not doing it. Um, go ahead and take a step back and go, all right, cool. If you want to stay over there, I'm going to be over here because I know I need this. I need this for me. I felt like we needed it for us, but if you don't, I know I need it for me. And so those Bible studies, that prayer time, that counseling, I encourage you ladies, if you have longed for your husband to do something with you and he will not for whatever reason, Girls, you still bring your bucket to Jesus. You still go yes. before him and say, yes. God, you fill me, please, especially yes. because he's not here. And I'm reminded of Hagar in the Old Testament when she was cast out by Sarah and, you know, she was sort of forsaken Ishmael, Ishmael's mom. And um, I remember that verse where it says, you know, and Jesus saw her in the desert and he saw her and said, I see you. I will take care of you. And so that Mm. tells me that when a woman is shunned and when a woman is scorned and when there's another woman involved and where there, all of these things that God put that passage in the Bible to let us know, I see you and I care. 
And it didn't matter what Moses was doing at that time. Moses, oh my word. Sorry, it was my Old Testament people. It didn't matter what Abraham was doing or what he wasn't doing or what Sarah was doing or wasn't doing. God saw the pain. Like when you said, I see your hurt. I see it. I know your hurt. And I can heal it. That we can come on our own, ladies. And we cannot wait for our husbands to fix us. It's not their job. Listen, ladies, they got enough to fix They're on their own. Okay? <laughs> for real. Yes, for real. <laughs> Can't even get the water out of your own boat. I'm just joking. That's messed up. <laughs> oh, but yes, I love this encouragement. I really hope that if you're listening right now that you are smiling and you feel encouraged and you feel that hope, you know, that life raft, whatever you need to come back into shore because you're not alone. You're absolutely not alone. And whatever you're going through is not beyond God's hands. Not in any way, shape, or form. And I hope today that you feel filled up and you feel replenished and that you know that you can get this every single day, every second, as long as whenever you need it. And I pray that you stay filled and that God continues to give wisdom. Let us pray for you um, whenever you need it. Let me just, you know, the British lady hasn't even cut us off, but we're past time. I'm just going to pray us out real quick. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time with my friend Laura, my best friend Laura, and the whole world just... (laughs) Divine appointment, divine appointment for me to meet my 887 and 88 just sitting right next yes. to each other. And I thank you that this friendship is years and years and now into it. Not that, but I look forward to the eternity with her um, and all the friends and everyone who's listening right now. I will see, we will see you. We will see you past the gates and we will laugh. <laughs> mm. And we will know and we'll have victory because you already have victory today. So go and smile, be blessed. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love you. And if you don't know how to find us, go to facebook.com slash Christian Comedy Chicks or just type it into the search bar. You will see us there. We post every six months or so. Um, it's going to become yeah, a little more frequent than that because we have people writing in going, hey, are you guys still a thing? And we're like, yes, we are. We're a little busy. we got about, uh, you know, 10 kids between us. So we're just, you know, we're just trying to live life and make it happen. Um, but we know that what we are going through God has entrusted to us. And when you look at it like that, when you spin it like that, God's like, hey, I got this mission for you. And we're like, all right, Mm -hmm. cool. You know, God doesn't give you a mission in vain. He gives you a mission so that you can experience victory on the other side so that the next time somebody else is going through that same mission, you can be like, hey, let me show you my my playbook. All right, let me tell you about some stuff that I learned while I was going through that. And that is what I firmly believe, Jessica, is you and I and and the stuff, I'm just going to call it the stuff, um, that we seem to go through sometimes over and over, like the same doggone thing over and over. And it's God's like, hey, I want you guys to ace this because there are going to be ladies all over the world. They're going to be encouraged and inspired and, and motivated to keep following me because they've been through it and they still seek my face. And I need you to lead them the same way. So I love doing this with you. I don't know if we still <clears> – <throat> this is terrible. Do we sell the website? I'm not sure. I don't know if we have a Twitter. We do. We, we do. It's, uh, it's ccchicks.com, ccchicks, or, or oh, cccchicks, you know, So, but three C's <laughs> and a hick, or ccchicks.com. Absolutely <laughs> amazing website. Just so tiny and small. You know what's so great, too, and I just, I just popped in my head, but, you know, when you talked about you just going into the ghetto, get into the ghetto, y'all. Get into the ghetto. Yeah. Find yourself a well where you see another woman who is thirsty and dry, cracked lips, 
and tell her what we told you. That was, that was another message there. Yes. Jesus was like, I'm not going around. I'm going in it to win it. I got to talk to people. That's our top two. Mm-hmm. Hit a well. Hit a well. Go find yep. a sister. Look on Facebook. You know, Facebook has become, uh, you know, ugh, people aren't social anymore. Nobody wants to talk anymore. But you see it, you'll say, hey, I'm struggling. Instead of hitting like or comment, I really challenge you to meet her at the well. Give her a call. Mm-hmm. Invite her to lunch. That's yep. man. That's biblical stuff. That's the stuff that won't burn in the fire when we get to heaven. When we get to heaven, they ain't going to burn. And God's going to say, thank you for that. Right. That's good stuff. Because the rest of it, my socks, yep. my laundry, you know, up and forth, you know. But that, those kind of works, y'all. Get it. Get it. Mm-hmm. You guys have a wonderful, Amen. wonderful week. We're going to see you next week because I'm sure somebody is going to write in and tell us, that was awesome. Do it again. And we will. <laughs> and you know what? I love if you so Monday much, works Laura. For you, I don't know if it does, but let's yeah. plan on Monday if that works for you because that, that was a great time and day for me. Um, so maybe we just Perfect. switch from Wednesdays and maybe that's how we fix it. We're Mondays now, guys. I love We're you. Mondays all day. Oh, I love it. Yes, me Woo-hoo. too. We'll be blessed, Laura, and special. I will talk to you next Monday. Sounds fabulous. Love you, boys. Love you, too.